Cash Tech Tuesday. Good morning, Chicago and NWI. NWI, yeah. NWI. Hey, Indiana. Hey, Chicagoland area. We're Jill and Jesse. Mm-hmm. It's the morning amp. Yep. It's Cash Tech Tuesday. Yes, yes. Joining us on the line right now, on November 6th, Illinoisans will decide on a number of offices, including who will be the state's next comptroller, secretary of state, attorney general, governor, and more. On the line right now is WBEZ politics reporter Becky Vivi. She joins us to talk about the candidates and their respective campaigns. A little later in the conversation, we'll learn about On Background, WBEZ's weekly political podcast and their event taking place tonight, which is On Background, everything you wanted to know about the 2018 elections. Becky, good morning. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Jill. Thanks first, for uh, uh, yeah. That would first of all thank you. Yeah, thank you for waking <laughs> up this early. And also, um, we got to start with the pressing questions. Is Chance the Rapper throwing his hat into the race for mayor of the city of Chicago? That's all everybody wants to know now. Um, I I would be surprised. I would be very surprised if he did. Um, my guess is they're going to or he is going to announce an endorsement of an existing candidate. But we're not sure who that candidate is. We do know that his father was um, backing Tony Preckwinkle at her announcement to run for Chicago mayor. Um, his dad, as people know, worked, you know, worked with Obama, worked in the Emanuel administration. And, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that Chance did something different than his dad. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I think Chance is going to back Willie Wilson. Oh, oh, I'm <laughs> not, be- I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> But in all seriousness, let's go ahead and start with the governor race. So, Becky, there are four candidates on the ballot in the race for Illinois' governor. Cash Jackson, like the cut of his jib. Sam McCann, and of course, Bruce Rauner and J.B. Pritzker. There are four candidates. Each has their own issues and their own platforms. If you can, briefly, Becky, what is the main focus of each of these candidates' campaigns? Sure. So, um, Governor Bruce Rauner, obviously, he's talking a lot about uh, another four years to right the state's financial ship. Of course, you know, he says four years is not enough to make all of the changes and reforms that he had hoped to make, so he wants another four. Um, J.B. Pritzker is running uh, on a number of different issues, but two of the big ones, um, he wants to change how income taxes are structured in Illinois, so he won't really say exactly how. Right now, everybody pay- everybody pays the same flat income tax rate, we all pay about 5%. He wants to change it so that the poor pay a lower rate and the rich pay a higher rate, sort of like the federal tax system works. But he's not saying, you know, who at what levels of income are going to pay what rate yet. Um, that would also require a big change to the state constitution. So even if he's elected, it's a, it's a big um, talking point that will take a lot for him to accomplish. He's also talked a bit about legalizing marijuana as a revenue source for the state. Um, the libertarian Cash Jackson, um, he's also talked about that uh, and supports that. He um, generally has a lot of other libertarian principles, you know, small government, um, uh, small government approaches. And then Sam McCann, he is running on the conservative party platform. And one of his big talking points is that he feels that Governor Bruce Rauner really abandoned conservatives when he voted for a bill that preserves the women's uh, right to have an abortion in the first trimester should Roe versus Wade ever be overturned. Um, uh, Browner also passed uh, an immigration law that many conservatives say, you know, defied their their beliefs. So Sam McCann has um, has made some promises on a social agenda, if you will. 
Let's talk about the big two here. In the last debate between Rauner and Pritzker, most of that uh, time was spent with them defending themselves uh, from scandal, uh, accusing each yeah. other of this and that, defending themselves from this and that. Let's start with uh, Bruce Rauner. What led uh, Attorney General Lisa Madigan to open a criminal investigation into his uh, handling of a Legionnaire's outbreak at the Illinois Veterans Home in Quincy? And, and what impact has that had on this bid for re-election? Right. So that is actually stems from some reporting of our colleagues, Dave McKinney and Tony Arnold. They cover state politics, and they, for about a year, have been covering this outbreak that occurred, actually multiple outbreaks that have occurred at the Veterans Home in Quincy that have led to the death of a number of veterans. And Rauner, uh, just when the attorney general opened that investigation, that came right after a story in which um, Tony and Dave pointed out that they found essentially evidence that Rauner's office, his own office, knew uh, about the outbreak six days before anyone decided to no- notify the public either. Um, we knew that there was some delay, and our impression was that it was um, stemmed from the Department of Health and Human Services, but it was actually, you know, the Brown administration did know and um, I guess didn't step in. And there are a lot of questions about his handling of that and did he do enough early enough. And why that matters is because there are families whose loved ones died who are suing the state for negligence. And um, and if wrongdoing is found, that could mean that those families would win those lawsuits. Um, you know, th- there, is a lot of, there are a lot of moving parts, and David Tony are, are really the experts on that, but that's um, really the sort of high level why that investigation opened. And, of course, Pritzker's taken many chances to sort of hammer rounder on this and say, you know, this, this proves that you lack character and it proves that you're not a good leader. On the line is WBEZ politics reporter Becky Vivi. We are talking about the 2018 midterm elections. And by the way, Tony and Dave around these parts, affectionately known as the Politibros. No, oh, nice. Yep. So <laughs> put, put that on their cube. So sticking with controversy, we want to believe that the individual who we elect for the office of governor of Illinois is one of honesty and integrity. With that being said, Prince Pritzker has been accused of tax fraud. What bearing has this had on his campaign, if any, Becky? You know, I think that um, certainly there are a lot of people who have raised an eyebrow since this all released, but he also immediately, um, basically, just a little bit of background, he, um, the Sun-Times has done some reporting about a renovation that was happening on a home he owned in the Gold Coast, and that he apparently pays $330,000 less in property taxes than he maybe should have, because... Uh, they removed some toilets to claim that it was uh, the assessment that it was uninhabitable to get a big tax break. Butcher has come out and said he's paying the county that $330,000 back now just to put it to rest. So, you know, I also feel like at this point, it's the final weeks of these campaigns, and people who are real strong supporters of these two are, I don't think their minds are going to be changed. Um, that said, for undecided voters, these are the kinds of things that, you know, it's kind of the kind of mudslinging that either people stay home over or cause them to change their vote. We've got Becky Vivi on the line from WBEZ. We're talking politics. November 6th will be here. 
before you know it. So let's get down into it with the Attorney General. We've got Erica Harold, Bubba Harsey, and Kwame Raul. They're all running to uh, take Lisa Madigan's seat as Attorney General. This whole race has broad implications for how CPD policies are uh, reformed. Uh, Lisa Madigan was working on a plan with CPD. Have any of these candidates expressed their desire to pick up where she left off with policing and the consent decree that we just all found out about a few weeks ago? Yes. Um, both candidates have said that this is something they're committed to picking up and working on and, um, you know, implementing. They Really where they differ are on some other issues, on, on other priorities that they would put forward um, if they were elected. Now, just to remind people, the attorney general is basically the people's lawyer. Yeah. They're the person who decides, you know, what to legally fight for the people on. You hear a lot of consumer protection stuff out of their office. Of course, this, this police consent decree is a big one. And whether the Republican Eric Harold or the Democrat Kwame Raul um, gets elected, they will they will be in charge of implementing this thing. Now, my sense is that it will be sort of hammered out before they take office, but they will certainly be in charge of enforcing it. Becky, let's move into Comptroller quickly. Incumbent Susanna Mendoza is running against Darlene Senker, Claire Bell, and Mary Van Metcalf. What can you tell us about this race? So what's interesting about this race, actually, is for folks who don't know, Comptroller is the person who pays the state's bills. Um, so once they once all the taxes get collected, they, we have to pay all of the people who do services for us, and that is um, the comptroller. And Susanna Mendoza has held that seat since 2014, and she's running again, and she wants to be reelected. What's interesting, though, is that many of her supporters, um, supporters of her entire political career, want her to run for Chicago mayor. They, uh, last weekend during the Women's March, were circulating petitions with her name on it. There is a, a lot of still momentum that she could potentially get into the race for mayor, which would then, I guess, leave some kind of special election to happen. Um, however, she does. She has repeatedly said, I'm focused on November 6th. I'm focused on November 6th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she says that that's her main... Um, that's where her main attention is, and that she believes that's an office that should remain um, Democratic and held by a Democrat. Um, but, you know, she does have challengers, one of whom is Darlene Sanger, who was a former state rep. And Sanger's had uh, done some interviews where there's been conversations, and there actually has been conversations for years about combining Comptroller Office with the Treasurer's Office and um, saving some money by doing that. And I know Darlene Sanger says she something that, you know, she's open to. Um, if elected, that would be a conversation to be had with whoever's elected treasurer. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting race, I think, mostly because um, Mendoza could potentially pivot. These aren't the only three races uh, that we have uh, to look forward to. Can you tell us what other races we might, should be looking at? Well, I think watching what Illinois' role in the federal government uh it's going to be interesting to watch. So there are a number of congressional races, congressional seats, as people look at what the makeup of the House of Representatives, the House of Representatives is going to be. Um, there's just, there's all this talk about a blue wave and um, a record number of women getting into office. And so, will Illinois, in any of our House seats, will we elect Democrats? Will we flip, if you will, flip districts from red to blue? There are two in the uh, city suburbs, the six which is um, uh, Roscom versus Caston, 
And uh, Sean Kasdan is the Democratic challenger there. He's hoping to unseat Peter Roscoe. And then the 14th, which really leans Republican and has for a long time, but in very recent polls has been kind of labeled as a toss-up in that district that's further west of the city, uh, western suburbs, northwestern suburbs. A uh, young woman, Lauren Underwood, is running against uh, Randy Holtgren, who's been in office since 2011, and he... Um, she's kind of hammered him on his vote uh, to, to repeal and replace the, Amer- the Affordable Care Act. Those two districts are areas that I think nationally people are watching as potential, potentially flipping from red to blue. So I think those would be interesting to watch. Um, and then also on the neighbors to the east, um, our reporter Michael Puente did a great piece last week about um, the Senate, one of the Senate seats there, uh, potentially going from Democratic to, to Republican. Um you know, in a very red state, we've got a Democratic senator who um, is trying to, you know, play down the middle, and we've got a Republican challenger further on the right who wants to take that seat. So um, those are just interesting, I think, races to watch as as far as Illinois' contribution to any change in Congress. A lot to digest, which is great, because if you didn't catch all of that, Becky is hosting an event tonight called On Backgrounds. Everything you want to know about the 2018 elections. What's planned for the evening, Becky? Yes, yeah, so we're having um, Dave and Tony, our, our um, uh, politibros, politi- <laughs> um, will be there to help recap the governor's race for the audience. Um, we will also have a wonderful panelist of journalists from other outlets. We've got Tamon Bradley. Kamon Bradley from WGN, we've got Marianne Ahern from NBC5, and Mariano Smith from Univision, and we're going to just basically talk elections and, and answer everyone's questions. There's a lot flying around out there, there's a lot of noise, let's try to cut through that, and have a little fun as well. And um, for folks who want to subscribe to the podcast, we put it out weekly on Fridays, and we just did an episode where we recapped <clears throat> Excuse me. We recapped nine races in 18 minutes. Um, you can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast. It's called On Background, which um, is a fun little re- reporter term, but also just speaks to what we're trying to do, which is give you a backstory, the backstory on, on the least big story. And once again, the event itself will be taking place tonight at the Claudia, uh, pardon me, at the Claudia Cassidy Theater at the Chicago Cultural Center, and that is free to anyone who wants to attend. It's taking place from six thirty to eight p.m. Becky Vivi is hosting the event. Thank you so much for making time for us this morning, Becky. Thank you, guys. Have a good day.